Welcome to Mama's Post Out Loud. I'm your host, Diane Galante, founder of MamasPost.com. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with not one, but two professional mamas in the fight against food insecurity and hunger. Miss Samantha Abela, the Nutrition Resource Manager of Long Island Care's Harry Chapin Food Bank, and Outreach Community Chief Programs Officer, Dr. Jessica Rosati, a true champion for children and families, and a dear friend of, of mine for decades now. We're going to be talking about the formula shortage, its impact on mamas today, what the role of uh, crisis support agencies, service agencies such as the Long Island Cares, Harry Chapin Food Bank do on a local level, how they actually help mamas and families. But before we get into the formula shortage and the role of agencies such as yours, can we speak a little bit about who was Harry Chapin, who uh, founded the agency, what the mission of the agency was, what you do, and all of that beautiful stuff that happens um, within the community. Because I think for most people, when we think about Long Island, it's kind of considered to be uh, a more affluent area. Most people who are not familiar when they think of Long Island, they think of, you know, the Hamptons and that lavish lifestyle and the beaches and all of those things. So... I think that I really want to help families and mamas and listeners out there to truly understand that though those two things can kind of coexist at the same time, there can be extreme, um, extreme areas of wealth and privilege and pockets of distress and pockets of poverty and pockets of communities sort of coexisting right there. So can you back up a little bit and speak a little bit about the Harry Chapin piece and how he started the agency, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely, and thank you so much, Diane, for giving us this opportunity and the platform just to educate people what the regional food bank is doing. So Long Island Cares, the Harry Chapin Food Bank, has had the pleasure of serving Long Island, Nassau, and Suffolk counties since 1980. Harry Chapin was a late and great folk singer and humanitarian advocate who advocated for hunger and poverty throughout the nation. He established Long Island Cares in 1980, and he also established Why Hunger Year as well, which is a city-based organization that really does global efforts on advocacy for hunger and poverty. For Harry, you know, Harry felt that hunger was the shame of America, right? Mm -hmm. So in this beautiful country that we all reside, and especially on Long Island, as you so eloquently put as such an affluent area, you know, why do we have hunger here? Why do we have food insecurity? And Harry started Long Island Cares out of a van in Huntington Station just feeding his neighbors and me. And then the organization has grown substantially over the past 42 years. For us, I think it's a little bittersweet, right? We're super sad that there's still this tremendous need. We estimate there's about 218,000 people who are food insecure living on Long Island right now. And of that number, about 79,000 are children. Mm. So that's a big number when you think about how small our island is. Mm. And with Harry, he felt that we could eradicate this very quickly. 
and sadly, 42 years later, we're still fighting that good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, you know, there's been tremendous inroads, um, a lot of really great, innovative solutions to meeting people's needs. And as the regional food bank, we're grateful to have platforms like you're giving us right now, but we're also grateful for the support of Long Islanders who genuinely care about one another and who truly, really show up every day to make sure that people have what they need to live healthy and productive lives. In my tenure, we've created a lot of really cool programs that go beyond the provisions of food to address the causes of hunger and poverty. And I know in Sam's role, she's making sure that everything we're pushing out here is nutritious and mm-hmm. culturally acceptable. And, you know, just we're trying to get people excited about food again and yeah. in a healthy way. Yes. There's enough food on Long Island for nobody to be hungry. Right. That's, uh, I think that I've known you for decades, and you and I truly have come from, you know, humble beginnings. We, we know uh-huh. firsthand what that feels like, and I think, I think that we definitely have the capacity, we definitely have the resources, and we just need to channel that energy. You know, if you think of a community of mamas and the massive, just the massive numbers that we are and the impact that we can have just in small groups so if we put if we channel that energy together there's no telling what we can actually do as far as the nutrition resource manager role over at Long Island Cares can you address a little bit about what what you cover under that do you work with um, moms that are expecting do you help with the educational components can you speak a little bit about we're going to always start with the babies whenever I'm involved so let's talk about kind of what that what that division and that department speaks to address can can you do that for me absolutely so I work very closely with our member agencies so they're made up of our food pantries uh, meal programs like soup kitchens and uh, shelters and I help to educate them on not only nutrition as well as food safety um, safe food handling I do work with our um, of our child nutrition programs, the after-school program. So mm-hmm. they request I can come and do nutrition workshops for them after school to teach them about different topics that are pretty relevant right now. I know sugar is a really big topic, mm-hmm. um, so that's a great lesson um, that I've done a, a couple of times over this past year mm-hmm. um, with some of our after-school programs and doing a fun cooking demo and just showing how healthy food can taste good, yes. um, you know, and how it can be prepared easily. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to see when you see a child excited about a simple thing. You know, cooking together, there are so many educational opportunities. There are so many opportunities for language development. There's just it's just a very natural, organic, peaceful experience. And when we take the stress out of it and we just stay present in the moment and recognize that nutritious foods can be healthy as well and small resources can have a big impact. So I'm really excited to hear that there are some new innovative programs going on and that you are kind of getting the word out on a grander scale by working right in the community, within the school districts, within the member agencies, and sort of weaving that all together to create this 
uh, beautiful impact for families on a local level and then beyond that. So can we speak a little bit more about the formula shortage, which is a true crisis, one that I have never seen in my lifetime. And I just, the, the stress, the worry, and the fear that people truly have every day on not knowing how you're going to feed your family. And as you said earlier so beautifully, Jessica, that Harry could not grasp the fact that there's no reason for this to be happening, but now we have this cluster of all of these things happening at the same time, and it's sort of raining down on the mamas. So can you speak a little bit about um, what your agency has been able to do to, uh, to kind of lessen that impact a little? Are you seeing, are you doing drives? Are you seeing um, more of an outpouring of support than usual, or are we kind of all trying to get our bearings and figure it out as we go. Yeah, so our member agencies have been requesting you know, specifically formula. Here at our warehouse, we do have the baby formula now and kept separately and set aside for those agencies that are requesting it, mm-hmm. preemptively requesting it so that they have it on hand for you know any parents that might come in looking for formula. But it's definitely been a pretty you know big crisis. Mm-hmm. There has been donated formula, but because there's such a shortage, it may not be as prevalent as you know we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just add to that. You know, yeah. baby products have always been a hard area for food banks to source because the, you know one of the biggest misconceptions about food banking is that everything's donated. Mm-hmm. The majority of the products that food banks distribute are actually purchased. So, you know, we have really great partnerships with, uh, you know, the Global Diaper Food Bank that gives us diapers regularly um, through all the health centers that will give us formula regularly because they're trying to promote breastfeeding and and more alternative, holistic ways of of feeding their children. So this has always been an issue. I think, unfortunately, we're still dealing with the ramifications of the pandemic. And because of that, supply chain issues and just the ability to source regular products that we're consistently in need of has been challenging. And unfortunately for Long Island mamas, this is something that is super serious because unfortunately some families cannot breastfeed. Mm-hmm. You know, they really need this product for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some really great champions in the community now hosting um drives to get all different types of formula in here. We've dedicated $30,000 administratively to purchase formula just to get in here and have on our shelves so this way we can have a steady flow accessible for our agencies. But I will tell you that we're on the same delay as any other uh, food bank and or distributor mm-hmm. in the nation. So although we placed that order weeks ago, we probably won't see the product hit our shelves mm-hmm. until probably another month. Yeah. So this, this is kind of what has been happening post-pandemic, which is the ability to source products, procure them, and then get them in here in a timely fashion so we can get them out to people in need. But I think for the most part, anybody that has called with any requests 
or have gone to any of our locations to any of our mobile distributions are getting their needs met. So I would encourage the listeners that if they have, you know, specific dietary needs for their children to feel free to reach out. If we have the products to support them, we're happy to give it. Mm, really uh, wonderful to hear. When you listen to kind of the national narrative now, which I fully understand that it's necessary to sort of ally mama's worries and fears by saying that, you know, the distribution plant is opening and all is right. We still have, as you just said, we still have issues with the supply chain. We still have issues with it actually getting to the families that are in need. So while... I do understand and recognize the reason for, okay, a crisis over now. You know, the plant is opening. Everything's going to go back to what it was before. I think that, unfortunately, that is creating um, a distorted picture of what is actually happening. So, realistically, as you said, if, if you as an agency with the power and the force and the organization that you have are still dealing with some of those issues, we have to help people to understand a realistic timeline. This will still be part of our experience as mothers with young children for a little while now, so we need to learn what resources are out there, what agencies can do, um, and that, again, is part of the reason for bringing you on today. Can you shed some light on how many children and families and give us some more facts about how many families are actually facing food insecurity now? And I know that as the, the warmer weather comes, we're moving into the summer months where um, children that have relied upon, uh, let's say, breakfast and, and lunch coming from the school districts will also be impacted. So, Jessica, can you speak a little bit to those two things? You can break them apart and share as much wisdom as, as you can. <laughs> children programs that the regional food bank operates. Pack It Up for Kids is a program that's in the school districts now that identify children in need. We send food every other week to the individual schools and then the guidance counselors place that food in the children's backpacks so they have food to go home with uh, for the weekend to have access to nutritious foods. We also run our kids cafe programs that offer a meal component for homework help and you know before after care of school and then during the summer months NYSED funds a program called the Summer Food Service Program and that's something that we sponsor. It's an eight-week program that provides breakfast and lunch in high need areas free to any child under the age of 18. As I mentioned a little bit earlier on our call, there's about 79,000 children who are food insecure right now living on Long Island Mm. and we have an ethical responsibility to make sure that every child on Long Island has continual access to nutritious foods and I think through our partner agencies which is a very big reach of over 300 um, and through our own direct service programs we're meeting that need. I would encourage your listeners that if they're in a, a district or if they're in a situation in which where they need to know where they can go to feed the, their children for the summer months or even during the school year or at any time for that matter. Mm-hmm. Call us. 
Call us, we will accept you, and we will refer you on to the best of our ability to make sure that you have the resources you need to make sure that your families have full bellies and, more important, have a balanced nutritional diet. Jessica, could you share the number for um, our listeners out there and the mamas that are searching just to make it a little bit easier for them? And again, we will provide everyone with our resources. Visit mamaspost.com. We will have a link up to connect you to all the available resources and all of the incredible work that Long Island Cares is doing. But would you just share the number now? Absolutely. So, so from any smartphone, any individual can go onto our website at licares.org. Our website's a little busy, but there's a lot of really great information on it. But in plain sight on the home page is a button that says Find Food, and any person can access that, enter in their zip code, and get access to all the programs that Long Island Care supports within a minimum of a mile radius from their home up until like a 25-mile radius to their home. And I should preface that any individual they need food support is eligible to go to any food resource program that Long Island Care supports. You will get served, you will get helped, and you will be as guided to the best of their ability to other resources that help can help families become a little bit more self-sufficient. If you don't have access to the internet and you can't get onto our website, please call us. Call us at 631-582-FOOD, which is 3663. Our front desk receptionist would be more than happy to speak with you. I'll give you some great resources and let you know what we're doing to help your neighbors in need. That is uh, very useful. And again, like I said, we'll have a link up. So no need to worry. Just relax and be present with us. And let's talk a little bit more about for those families who have the resources and the ability to do something, how can they get involved? How can they help to get the resources to families and be part of your volunteer army? Are there um, steps that they can take? Can we help to get people pointed in the direction of um, doing their own local drives? Can you help us to kind of rein that in but bring in um, some of those people that, like myself and millions of other mamas, are just aching right now with all of the things that are happening in the world. And so many of us want to mobilize, and so many of us want to do. So can you help kind of direct them with that, Jessica? Absolutely. You know, we've always said here that our volunteers are the success behind our programs. We cannot accomplish what we do without their support. And there are some programs that we operate that are strictly volunteer-run. So volunteers really invest in a number of different ways to not only our mission, but our vision of a hunger-free Long Island. And I would encourage anyone that has any bit of extra time to give your time to support others. You can do that in any way possible. You can do that by hosting a food drive. You can do that by hosting a fun drive. You can do that by coming on site to the warehouse and sorting and packing food for our agencies. You can come out with us on our mobile units and serve people directly in the communities they reside or help assist us in our satellite offices. 
volunteer opportunities are plentiful here at Long Island Cares. And I encourage anybody interested, again, to utilize our website, register online to volunteer, and then you'll begin to receive all the volunteer opportunities that we have. On our website as well, there's resources to host our food drive that a lot of people really enjoy doing because they can really make it their own mm-hmm. and really in on certain populations or certain products. And we'll walk you through everything and give you all the tools you need to have, you know, some successful uh, activities going to help support us as well as Long Islanders in need. I can speak directly to that. I didn't mean to interrupt. I can speak directly to that. We at Mama's Post have funded a, a couple of drives, and the response has been enormous. The friendships are rich, and it's just... It's such a positive experience, so I urge anyone that has the means and the resources to be able to help to please do so. You did mention something that I don't think we touched on, so I I, I just want to circle back for a second about the mobile units. Can you talk about what that is and how people can find them? There's about, gosh, I think there's eight mobile programs that we operate right now, and they really target specific populations. So, for instance, we have a mobile pantry program that delivers to homebound seniors, disabled veterans, and individuals with debilitating medical conditions that prevent them from leaving the home. And we provide access to nutritious foods on a regular basis. That's a volunteer-run program. Volunteers call the people that we serve, they pack for the people we serve, Mm -hmm. and then they deliver to the people we serve. So it's not only providing a nutritional benefit to the folks that need it, but also a socialization aspect for not only the people we serve, but for our volunteers. We have other mobile programs that will provide emergency grab-and-go for food, so they're nutritionally balanced. They have a minimum supply of three days, nine meals, and make sure we have good stuff in that bag. And we partner regularly with all the clinics in Nassau County, just about all of the libraries in Suffolk County, mm-hmm. and any community events that are going on. We have we run quite a few mobile school pantries in school districts on Long Island that, pro- again, provide grab-and-go bags of food to students and families in need. And then targeted programs for the homeless, more programs for children, more programs for seniors, and also veterans. So at any time, any of our mobile fleet is publicized on our social media outlets, through our website, and so forth. So if someone is in a community and may not have access to community supports, perhaps they don't drive or you know don't have access to reliable transportation, a lot of our programs do serve directly in communities. So we make that a little bit easier to access to kind of reduce that barrier of accessing nutritious food. And again, all of those schedules are posted regularly on our social media outlets and also on our website. And yes, so it is available for people to see. And then you mentioned, I believe you mentioned the word a fund drive. Can you talk about what a fund drive actually is? Sure. So usually those are third-party events that generate some type of monetary donation to the food bank. You know, we don't prefer either which way. Money's great because because of the food bank we have more purchasing power so money goes farther for us but food is just as valuable to us. So there are some folks that depending on where they are at in life and, and what 
time they have to commit to it may prefer just to do a monetary drive. And that's something that we could set up a social media page and, and get something out to the public to let them know the good work that people are doing to try to generate funds to assist the food bank. So there's quite a, a bunch of very vast and different unique opportunities. We always encourage people that if you're interested in supporting the food bank, go look at the programs that we provide. See what resonates with you, what interests you. And then if we can design an activity around that that helps meet your interests but also helps fuel the food bank, we're more than happy to do that. And we're able to create some very cool things. With the musical roots of Harry Chapin, we've done things, you know, as simple as a real cool rock concert or, you know, a motorcycle ride. We regular food drives, regular online food drives. So there's lots and lots of different opportunities and we're always willing to listen and to be creative and to come up with some really good solutions to get people interested and, and involved. Right. You know, I... I from my work with families and in my time over the last decades sort of trying to uh, make a difference and make an impact, it is always frustrating and it has always plagued me when we put everything into these isolation types of scenarios. We can only look at this, we can only look at that, and well, we have to focus on this and that. And mamas and families are already so stressed, so time-challenged, and they're learning on the go. They're picking up resources. They're picking up information on the go. So events such as these and community efforts like the mobile pantry, like the programs right in the schools, in the libraries, in the clinics, right where you are. You can avail yourself if you're in need. You can utilize your sweat equity and contribute man hours and manpower and truly make a difference. And I have always been a fan of Harry Chapin and his mission and his work. I am a true believer that we can eradicate hunger if we stay focused and we stay together and we don't lose our sensitivity to one another's struggles. And let's try not to compare what those are because meeting basic needs, children cannot learn to their full potential if they're hungry. Seniors suffer impacts directly related to malnutrition and lack of resources. These are critical crisis issues that we can do something about. So with that said, is there anything that I did not touch on that you would like to share with our listeners to help to either coordinate an effort or let us know of a new program, anything that may be happening on the horizon that, that we can help to champion for you? I think right now our focus is around just continuing to lead as a voice for Long Islanders. We have a lot of really unique research projects going on this year to help us better understand the populations we're serving. So this way, strategically, we can plan to meet those needs a little bit better. You know, we're always... We're always pushing the envelope and we're always willing 
to speak up for people who may have a hard time finding their voice. So I would encourage anybody, anybody in need for that matter, whatever the need may be, even if it's not food, please don't hesitate to contact us. Our staff here will do everything in their power to help improve the quality of life of Long Islanders. We genuinely, genuinely care about each other. And as I said earlier, there's no reason for anybody to go hungry here. I thank you so, so very much for your time, for your wisdom, for your passion, and for your contribution. Once again, please visit Long Island Cares and utilize their resource links. You can also visit mamaspost.com, and we will be connected. Let's continue the conversation. And again, I thank you so very much for your time, Jessica, Dr. Jessica Rosati and Miss Samantha Abela. Thank you so very much for your wisdom. Have a beautiful day, y'all. Thank you. Take care.